from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We continue our discussions. We bring in the great Art Laffer, my dear friend, chairman and chief economist of Laffer Associates, Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient, and a new book, Taxes Have Consequences, an income tax history of the United States. Arthur, good morning. Thank you for doing this. My pleasure, Larry. So I'm, you know, it's, I want to talk about this very amusing piece in the Washington Post. Art Laffer still thinks he was right about tax cuts. So this guy, Schwartzman, he does his best to come after you, but he really doesn't, he really doesn't lay a glove on you. He just says well, he he was very nice. He spent a full day with me, Larry. <laughs> I mean, from morning till noon through night. He is not a trained economist, yeah, at all. So, any in fact, he his dad was an economist. He doesn't like economics. Ba 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 ba. And what he had done is gotten all the comments from other people, and then came out. And you know, he was really nice. I thought it was a fairly even-handed approach. And, yeah. You know, I didn't feel that there were any arrows that he threw at me that that uh, changed my mind about taxes. I mean, they do have consequences. And, uh, you know, and the opponents, all they do is just call me names, uh, <laughs> you know, a fanatic, a freak, a weirdo, uh, you know, kook, whatever. But no evidence, Larry, no evidence whatsoever. The Trump tax cuts did work. Uh, the, the, uh, the Kennedy tax cuts did work. You know, the relationships there are all there. The states with the lowest taxes have the best performance. You know, all of these facts sitting out there uh, have really just kind of congelled to, to give a get very clear picture that you cannot tax an economy into prosperity, period. The Reagan tax cuts worked. Yeah, they really did. It's, Kennedy, Reagan, I mean, even the Harding and Coolidge ones yes, worked. I mean, yes, it's amazing. I, I was there. And that's All of that's covered in the book. I was there in Harding and Coolidge. Me too. I remember you <laughs> You were a couple of classes behind me in prep school. <laughs> the Liz Trust tax cuts would have worked if they had let her. This yeah, is so, this is you, so interesting. How could you bash the tax cuts if they it won't even happen. let them happen? <laughs> I know. People have attacked you and me and a few others of us, Uh it looked the political blow up doesn't have any meaning if they didn't put the tax cuts in place. They needed supply side help. They needed exactly. growth. And help. We do, too, Larry. We do, too. And Britain does. Europe does. The world does. But, you know, if they don't put them in, it's their problem, not yours and mine. I know it's very amusing that we're being blamed for a political wave that stopped it from happening in the first place. So, it is sort of, but that's par for the course. But, you know, Larry, if I can really be serious on here, the earth, earth they are scorching is their earth, too. And they don't have any idea how much damage they're killing themselves. Resentment is the poison these people take mm. in the hopes of killing us. And it ain't going to happen. Let me read from this uh, Laffer's contention that tax cuts Tax cuts for the wealthy can stimulate the economy and increase government revenues has been echoed by generations of Republican leaders, including most recently President Donald Trump, whom Laffer advised on tax cuts and became the administration's signature legislative achievement. Trump later awarded Laffer the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So um, walk us through that. You lower the top rate. That's what you're saying. Lower the top that's income it's tax the rate. rate. That matters. Yep. Yeah. And it's the top rate that matters. And that's what the whole book does is it focuses on the top income tax rate on the top 1% of income earners and then looks at what happens to the economy. And whenever they raise it, the economy slows down. Whenever they lower it, 
uh, the economy booms up, and literally year by year, I mean, it's amazing. Revenues are increased by lowering that tax rate historically, and revenues are reduced by raising that. It's just amazing, and Trump fit right into that package, Larry. He dropped the highest corporate tax rate from 35 to, what was it, 21? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if he did some others there on pass-throughs, he did say take the personal income tax rate down and, and a bunch of other stuff, 100% expensing and all this other cool stuff. And the revenues went way up afterwards. Now, everyone says they didn't, but if you look at the numbers, if you want to be fact-based, the revenues went way up in the two years following the president's tax cuts uh, than they were in the two years prior to that, and even a faster growth rate than the prior period. So what what do they want? Unemployment, poverty, all of that went way, way down. Yeah, it's true. Poverty went down, unemployment went down, minority unemployment went down. Yep, uh, all that stuff. And you were right there. You were the guy who re- actually did the stuff. I just talk about it. But you, you actually did that stuff there. I mean, it is amazing how successful it was. And why they won't give you credit for it and the Trump credit for it is beyond me. I think uh, so. The top tax rate is um, it's still 37%. Yeah, it is. They didn't they raise change the tax rate there or the corporate tax that's rate. Right. So now, I they've think... done some meddling in the big build back better baby bill to that's right. damage the tax system, but they didn't touch the rate. Yeah, they put a fifteen percent minimum tax in for yeah. Uh, they they did that, stupid. and they did some other stuff in there, making it more difficult. They you know the regular stuff, but um, I mean, they didn't I think hit the rates. The top tax rate should be lowered more. Originally, the Trump plan wanted to bring it down to thirty five. We got it down to 37. We wanted 35. I'd like to see it get back to 30. Reagan had it at 28, you remember? In the yeah, I do, bill? I do. <laughs> yes, sir, I remember it well. And the battles I had at that time with all these other people were crazy, crazy tough. But that and bill. All the stuff they said would happen was just hogwash. But The but economy had, prospered as never before, and the Democrats voted for it, Larry. That's right. The Democrats were on board as much as the Republicans. No, that's what I was going to say. I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's right. Oh. It was bipartisan back in 1986. Yep, it was wonderful. And we'll get back there again someday, Larry. When? <laughs> Tomorrow <laughs> afternoon at 3 o'clock. I mean, I can't. I, I have can't no wait. idea. I can't wait. Well, I look, can't wait either, but, you know. Uh, it, it's it, it's the way the world does work, as Jude Winiski called it. And, you know, our side ultimately wins because truth does out. Mm-hmm. But, boy, it takes a long time, and there are a lot of scars in the process. Well, we're, we're going to take back the House. We still have a shot sure at the that? Senate. Yeah, I am. I'm certain of it. Okay, good. Well, if you do that, I'm happy. Yeah. Boy, it's too way too close for me. Mm, I agree. The didn't turn out as strong as we had hoped, but still – you're going to get the House. Um, Herschel Walker's runoff is going to be the key. You still have a shot at that Senate seat. No, are we going to get la- are we going to get the Senate in in uh, Nevada? Well, I, I I think the answer is yes, but I honestly don't know. I, I don't. It's See, very close. If we lose close. that, then we lose the Senate, even if Herschel yes. wins. Yes, that is true. That is and true. And Laxalt is such a great guy. Yes, he he's know, superb. And I just hope he wins, but I have no idea. I think he's ahead right now by a thousand votes or right. something. Right. But and I don't know where the where the rest of the votes are coming from, and whether he has a a good shot or not. His grandfather was a very close ally of Ronald Reagan's. I remember Paul Laxalt well. I've met him and spent a lot of time with him, Larry. 
back in the old Reagan days. And mm-hmm. it was, he was just a fine gentleman and always, always, always the steadfast friend yeah. of Ronald Reagan. Never wavered. I think he was Reagan's best friend in the political circles. I did, too. I think that's exactly right. Art, uh, what's your take on the economy right now? What are you thinking? Well, you know, I, I think we've got a period, a rough patch coming. I, I, I don't believe the Fed has co- conquered inflation, although these latest numbers were very favorable to Biden and the Fed. Uh, they are not definitive in any way, shape or form. And, uh, you know, I think the balance sheet of the Fed's come down, which is a good sign. I think that the numbers that came in, especially in the CPI, were pretty good. Core numbers were down substantially. But those can be can bobble around a great deal, Larry. And we'll just have to see. Now, the wholesale price index numbers were not very good. Uh, you know, they didn't show any improvement. But uh, I don't think the Fed is doing it correctly. Uh, I think if they just let rates go, it would be much better. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But I was very pleased with this month's report on inflation. Well, yeah. I, I, I don't want inflation, even if my – if inflation proves my theory correct, I want my theory to be wrong. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Yes. I, well, neither of us have ever been truly that kind of partisan. I mean, we want what's best for the country. Exactly. And, Always, Larry. And that's the key. And uh, if there's some good news out there, you have to be factually honest. I yeah. just think uh, 7.7% CPI, it's down from 82 or whatever, but it ain't great. Uh, no, it is not great. And, you know, if you look at the month to month, though, you find it's in a low patch right now. Remember, I talked with you on mm-hmm. this about four months ago, and yep. I said, you know, the, these new numbers coming in are going to be awfully low, but the ones dropping off are even are very low as well. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the first month where the number dropping off was quite high. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the number dropped from, what, 8.2 to 7.7 oh, or something right, like that. right. And that's because of the number that was dropped off 12 months ago. This month's number was was higher uh, than that. But, uh, you know, there is a trend that's down there the last four or five months. And let's hope it continues. You think we can avoid recession? Uh, I think we've already had one. Right. I mean, I, I first you know, the first two quarters were negative. They should have been very positive. Mm-hmm. They were negative. This quarter so far is is okay, but it should be much higher than it is to catch up to the pre-pandemic levels. And we'll see none of the policies I see coming in are good in the sense of making me feel good about the economy. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe the Supreme Court and maybe the courts in general are going to block Biden's giveaway of student loan debt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there may be some other stuff coming in there as well from the Supreme Court. So, uh, you know, I'm hopeful that we don't have a, a severe downturn. I, I'm very hopeful we don't. But I don't I'm I'm worried that we will. You know, Bob Heller, who was a Reagan Fed appointee years ago, but he's still he's still doing very well. He's seeing a double dip. He thinks that you get the first half of the year that you just mentioned that decline. The second half of the year, you'll have a positive. But we come go into next year where the full brunt of the Fed tightening and maybe the tax hikes as well. You might get a recession could be double dip. 
Oh, you sure could. And that's exactly what happened, if you'll remember, before Reagan, when Reagan was coming into office, there was a big dip down, mm-hmm. and then it popped up when he won the election, mm. and then it dipped down again, the GDP. So, you know, those double dips do happen. And this is the perfect type of environment for that to happen. Mm. And, uh, you know, he's a good guy. He's a smart man. And he's very experienced, and yeah. I, I wouldn't reject his forecast yeah. out of hand at all. No, it's an interesting uh, hypothesis. Well, anyway, Art, the Washington Post didn't lay a hand on you. Just wanted to establish <laughs> thank that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I was flattered, Larry, that they wanted to do I a know. profile of me. They, they said, you've been around for 50 years, and everyone tells us you're wrong, wrong, wrong all the time. And why are you still so important after 50 years? <laughs> I know. And, I, you know. Maybe there is something to this stuff that you're that, that that you're selling. When, when I get those attacks, I, I my first response is, "Well, gosh, didn't know you cared." <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun, and it was the Washington Post too. Yeah. It wasn't one of our oh. of our publication group, and I was I was quite pleased with the article and and flattered that they wanted to do it. Absolutely. Anyway, folks, it's the great Art Laffer. Uh, presidential medal recipient. That's a very big deal. All right. Thanks for the time. Thank you, this Larry. Morning. You have a great weekend. You too. You Take later. care. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And then uh, Rich Lowry, the uh, editor of the National Review, is going to come on. He's very tough on my former boss, Donald Trump. But Rich is a dear friend, and we're going to talk about the whole story. Please stay right here. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. 